0: first episode finally yes welcome to vibes on vibes on vibes on vibes on vibes on vibes Vibes. (laughs) see today i want to entertain you because i'm the bat of this joke right so the whole thing started out very well today the title of um this episode is jasmine the betweener for those of you who don't know what a betweener is it's basically a matchmaker okay who brings two people together, you understand, in, in hopes of <laughs> initiating a happily ever after, you understand, yes. And um, I got my first role in this matchmaking job at a tender age of 12 or 13, I don't really remember, but, um, yeah, I was pretty young. And it w- I was I was excited, really. And, like, when I think back... <laughs> and i think back at how it happened and what's happened afterwards right i realized that some things are just not meant for some of us okay like some things will never work no matter how you do it no matter how you try right it's just not your thing you understand so um there was this family friend who came to visit me okay and she's fine she's beautiful she's nice and after her visit my neighbor approached me okay so i was in the compound house at the time and my neighbor was a young man who was done with i think shs at the time and he was waiting to go to the university and he was your average fine boy had nice color he was tall he was intelligent you know all the various features you understand and then um, he was my friend, so we used to chat about life, you know, stuff in the house, and then um, we used to, you know, vibe on a low key. So, when this f- family friend of mine left, then my neighbor approached me. I think I forgot his name, <laughs> but he approached me and said that if he didn't get to date this girl, that is my family friend, he will marry. <coughs> I promise, I kid you not, that's what the boy told me, he told me that if he didn't get to get, date this girl, he won't marry, and that she's the love of his life, and that uh, it was love at first sight, and that he he was so into her, and he would do anything to get her, and she get him her number, and things, oh, so like, when he started something like that, then I remember that, at the time she was visiting, at the time she was still in the house, he had gone to stand on this high rise in front of the house, and looking over the wall. I was wondering what he was looking at. I was like... This guy... You stay in this house. Why are you... Why are you... Why are you standing behind the wall... And peeping into the house like... Yeah, a thief or... Yeah, some... I don't know... Creep or something, right? And... <laughs> this guy... Literally explained that he couldn't stay away. Like... He was standing there because he couldn't help it. He couldn't help himself. He just had to look at the girl. And you know... He was in love basically. So this was a 12-year-old man who had read Wattpad and had read all the nice fairy tales about Prince Charming and finding um his princess. So it, his his reaction and everything just fell right into my plans. You understand? Like in my mind, I was going to be Cinderella's godmother. <laughs> I was going to bring these two together in holy matrimony. I was all hyped up to do the job. So I told him, Oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> this family friend of mine, Oh, a simple, oh, I'll get you. And I was giving away Vim. See, I'm not vibing with people. It's true. I was all confident that I could make things happen for them, right? And I mean, I did, especially in the beginning. So by some stroke of luck, I get, I, I got to give him the number, the girl's number. And they started chatting, okay? But this was around the same time when I was going to school, which was like a full-time job, right? So I only got to talk to him later in the evening. And I used to ask him, updates. oh, how far is she giving you face? Is she reminding you? Should I go and say something for you? So he got to the time. He was like, no, she's not giving me face. Ah, she, ah, the girl, she, the shoddy, he was guy, guy too small. He was like, the shoddy, ah, the shoddy, she not remind me. Oh, she not ah. I was like, relax, I'll talk some for you. So, like, on Sunday when I go, we, we, we attend the same church. So, on Sunday, I don't remember if I ever went to talk to the girl to, like, you know, convince her or something. I don't remember, basically. What I remember was that what started well did not end well for me. So, one time, one evening, I came back from school. And I was standing outside with, outside with this guy. And we were chatting, okay. And I was asking him, oh, how far and things. And my mother came back from work. Now, there's something you guys don't know. Let me give you a slight backstory. My mom is not your average African mother. She, she she's like a step higher than that, like in terms of discipline and military training. Do you understand? So, like, the things that you think that oh, she will just ignore and overlook, no, my mother would not. Never. She will add it to her book of records, and she will beat you for it. So, <laughs> she had this rule for me that when I come back from school, I have to wash every blazer day. I had to wash whatever I wore after school. Be it my socks, my uniform, my undies, everything. Every day. I had to wash every day after school. And me too, after school, I'm going to play on the playground with my boy's boys. you understand? I don't come home early. When I come home too, I'm tired. <laughs> so, I'll come and take a short nap. Very short nap. Before I start washing. And Sometimes, by the time I'll, I'll finish washing and clean up the place, in like two seconds, you no, know, she'll enter the room or she'll enter the house. So I was almost always saved by the bell. But that day, when I was chatting with a boy, me and I didn't come home early. The washing so I was supposed to wash, I didn't wash. And she was very strict about the time I finished washing because I had to finish washing, bath, get something to eat, and do my homework. Now, if I don't wash on time... By the time I go and bat and get something to eat, I'll be tired and I have to sleep. I'll do my whole work. I won't learn, right? So, my mom came to meet me standing outside with this boy, chatting. And it was a very harmless, friendly chat too. We weren't even chatting about anything, anything. Honestly, we were just vibing. Then, my mother really said not She just gave me the look. If you're African and you live with your mother, you know the look I'm talking about. Then, she entered the house. She saw my wash clothes. She didn't talk. When I saw the look she gave me, I just told her, well, okay, so we'll meet, hopefully, at the hospital and not the cemetery. But that was enough. I was like, oh, your mother will not do anything. Oh, I was like, you don't know what you are talking about. (laughs) So, long, long story short, I entered the house, followed my mother into the room. She didn't talk. When I entered, she just asked me to kneel down. The woman beats me black and blue, folks. She beats, she beats me for me to regret being her daughter. <laughs> she beats me, and like the reason why I couldn't complain was I knew I had to wash, and even standing outside with the boy was an offense to her because I'd probably not done my homework, or I'd probably not swept, or I'd probably not wash my things. You understand? For her to come and meet evidence, that I hadn't done all those things. Kaish. it was bloody people. It was black. See, the way it beat me to the RFC, the way in my mind I was some senior woman that my mother used to beat me there. (laughs) It wasn't funny, people. So, the woman beat me. And do you know what scared me? My mom told me that she'll report me to my dad. And that was the breaking point for me. Because, like most of you know me, that's me and my dad. Yeah, we are friends. We are very good friends. We are on good terms. But the day my, my dad would get angry, I'm dead he also beats me, so after all the beatings and the insults, my mother reigned on me. She still told me that she reports me to my dad, and that I should explain what I was doing at that time, standing outside with the guy. It's not even like she didn't know the person. The person is her neighbor. He lives in the same compound house as we do. So why was the woman behaving as if I was standing there with a fraud boy? I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to be a matchmaker. I just wanted to be Cinderella's so fairy godmother. People, it didn't end well for me. Long story short, <laughs> my father came home. I I fell asleep by force before he entered. Next morning, me and I went to report to myself. When I woke up, I was my, my dad is a diplomat, right? He favors talking out issues. Like let's not argue, let's let's point at let's debate. Like you know, let you say your point, I say my point, then we we'll reach a compromise. Aha, that's the kind of person he is. So I wanted to use that strategy, okay? Then I told him, as soon as I woke up I greeted him. And that was very strange because I usually don't greet him. I just asked him, yo, what's up? So I greeted my dad. He was like, yes, how are you? I said, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I felt like he was keeping his cool, waiting for me to approach him with the issue. So I told him, "Oh, daddy, I have something to tell you. But I'm going to wash when I finish. I will let you know. Then he was like, okay, luckily for me, the previous day that this incident happened was a Friday. So the next day was a Saturday. And then um, I finished washing and I came back and I came to sit down. And I reported myself right from the beginning, from the visit of a family friend, when the guy approached me and told me that he wanted the girl's number and all the interferences and assurances I gave the guy. People, do you know that all this while my parents knew what was going on? my dad literally knew what was going on, my mom, they all knew what was going and it's like, you know, they were just waiting for me to hit the wall, and so that I'll come and report myself, I'll turn and I'll see everyone staring at me, and they'll be like, did you think you were that smart, damn ass. <laughs> so like, my dad was like, oh yeah, so I spoke, I spoke, I made it very emotional, you know, I pled my case before the court of law, you understand, then, my dad, but I did not say much. Right, he just shook his head and told me that the next time you don't do this, this, this. he, he, he advised me and did everything. I thought I was free. On top of that, the man beat me, Oh me. I understand. Like I thought we were friends. You finished advising me, Hey, Then we spoke. Then I apologized for being a naughty child. Must you beat me? He do not. He's bashing me about everything. Once my father was beating me, I was explaining why he was beating me, and his explanation was that he's beating me because when you do something wrong, you need to be punished so that you don't repeat it. If you're always forgiven anytime you do something wrong, you never really learn the lesson. How? Like who wrote that rule? I don't understand. The one beat me, people. In fact, there's more to that story, but <laughs> we'll open those cans of worms later. Thank you for joining the ride. That will be the end of the first episode. I promise I was hoping it would be less than five minutes. But since it's over 12 minutes, you will take it or leave it. Oh, I beg, I beg. Listen to the end. And if you got here, thank you. See you.